Welcome to this episode of the 9420 podcast, where we talk about the music that we love and the industry that we tolerate. Charlie got high on cocaine and whiskey to get out of his one horse town. He packed up his blues and his violent youth. And he spun his wheels round and around He drove into the sea Too much of a good thing Well, Charlie had promise when he was 16 He could play the guitar like a young Springsteen And he never looked hard for a girl on his arm He could tell a few jokes but never did any harm For him life was easy Too much of a good thing Something about those Friday nights Made his blood run hot, hot, all right He drank like he knew that he was going to die His promise soon dissolved And with his old friends he soon lost touch Where do you go when you peak when you're young? Charlie got high on cocaine and whiskey to get out of his one-horse town. He packed up his blues and his violent youth, and he spun his wheels round and around. He drove into the sea, too much of a good thing. everyone that was charlie song by the sam c jones a artist that actually found us through instagram and we we actually had him on carl because he just he sounds very like vibey and folky like he's got a really good sound about him what i what i dig about this the song you know is it's yeah it's funny i just read this book a biography on dylan right and the whole thing the first like you know i guess 100 pages talks about dylan in like 60, 61 in the village and how he was basically at the, at the forefront of the, of the village folk scene, you know, with um, this guy, Dave Van Ronk, I think was one of the guys and Pete Seeger and Peter Paul and Mary and Phil Oaks and all these guys. I even think the guy from the mamas and papas, John Phillips was part of that, you know, and they all had this kind of way about him. Like, and it's very similar to what Charlie's song sounds like the way Sam sounds. It's really, so it's it's just odd and cool to hear someone who's because he's a young guy. I think he's in his twenties, right? He looks like a young guy. Yeah, I don't he, know exactly how old he is, but no, he is he, young. He's like twenty two, maybe. And don't quote me on yeah, that. Yeah. So so it's, it's funny. It's cool to see a young guy, you know, embodying like this 
circa 1960 folk vibe. It's just very cool. It's, it sounds, even the recording sounds kind of circa 61, you know, so that's what I like about it. It's, it's a cool vibe. Ah, awesome. Well, hey, Greg, too. Sorry we just hey. dove in a little bit. We didn't even you? get to say hi to you. How's everybody doing? You don't got to say hi to Greg. You know, we know he's there. You know what? I mean, I have, um, I, I'm making no promises this, uh, this episode. I've, I've been in the middle of a hellish work week. Um, and I don't know what I might say, so we'll just, we'll wing it. Do you want to elaborate? No, I don't really want to elaborate. The last time I went on a rant, it was like, I we think ended our, up recording three other we, times. We, we recorded three other times. Plus the fact, uh, when we did the edited version of the rant, I think we achieved, um, the least number of downloads per episode that we've had in, uh, 9420's existence. So I am great. I'm doing great. And I'm looking forward to the episode. Does Carl need to have any sound effects ready in case you do go off on a rant? Well, <laughs> oh, I feel like Carl should always just have his sound effects ready. He might that. be boycotting the fact that uh, I've so taken- folk, so folk music, folk that, you. Yeah, you know, so folk music, that, that's an interesting thing now because people like, you know, a lot of people can, you know, well, here we go. Back in the day, <laughs> a, a, a lot of people, a lot of people, if you know what that is, people who have heard our podcast know what that means. But they confuse folk music with country music. When I was growing up, we had basically rock. It was like in New York, it was rock. And then, or, or then it was pop rock. But then like, and that was the only genres until like the 70s and disco came in and kind of changed it a bit. And then they were, and then there was pop, you know, art, and then Motown started happening around, but then basically rock and Motown and that was it. But then like country and folk were all these genres that were just, oh, who cares about that nonsense? You know, th- that's how I grew up believing, you know, not until I got older did I realized the quality in a lot of this stuff. And not only the quality in it, but we're a lot of rock and great rock writers and it all stems from there. Yeah. That's where it kind of started. Well, I think that, you know, in the, in the late sixties, I mean, of course you had the genres were changing quickly as was the, um, you know, the kind of the mood and the intellect in the country. And you had people like, you know, all the people, all the, all the female artists like Joni Mitchell and, um, was that was that was much, that was much later. That was 70, 71. Which so I'm talking sixties. Well, I oh, yeah, right. I mean, that's that's you know, there was a, a folk faction in the sixties. Oh yeah, was, so you're saying yeah. So what but you're what saying I'm is saying that, is that gotcha. that artists like Joan Baez, you know, delivering straight up folk music to a whole generation. And of course, Dylan was part of that too. You know, he actually created Well basically according to the book, you know, she was already established at the time. Right. She basically like, you know, gave him a leg up. Exactly. And like, you know, you know, was one of the reasons why he because she thought he was great. And, you know, so, and, yeah. and for the time, you know, it was kind of a perfect storm because these artists, uh, people like Baez, had discovered early on in the in the late fifties and sixties that you know folk music had a lot to say. It was very opinionated, and you could create protest, basically masked inside um, a, a folk song. Sure, uh, and it, it just caught fire. You know, particularly with her performance at uh, Woodstock and. And uh, then you then you had people like kind of looking to the folksters in order to um, find these 
these hidden well, meanings. Were, well, they didn't have the term back then, but but that's where I think that that's where the that's where the singer songwriter kind of began. Exactly. You know, even though they didn't call them that, you know, exactly. yeah, it, it didn't didn't really happen until like the late '60s with Cat Stevens and and Joni Mitchell started happening then, and like you know Neil Young, where then emerged the singer songwriter, which in essence was just was just a folk singer. With a bit of a rock sensibility because of what happened in the last few years, you know, in the music, you know, so it just it's kind of a mesh of it all. Yeah, you and know, a little it, rock, and it sounds very foreign today. I mean, people hear it and they think, "My word, how could the hipsters of the day? How could that younger generation be digging that?" You know, because it it does sound kind of straight and kind of. Um, uh, I don't know. I don't know what the term. I see, is. but that's that's the joke. The joke of it is, I remember because I was even too young for that stuff. Right. That was even before my time. But that was like avant-garde, beatnik, right? Totally left nonsense. Yeah. You know, like, oh, you were a folk singer in the village. Are you one of those crazy guys who smoked marijuana and like, you know, yeah. it was crazy. Those they, they were like looked down upon. Like they, they were a step past the beat generation yep. you know the al the ginsburg and the kerouac and all that kind of stuff you hoffman know? and all those characters right so yeah i mean i i've always actually enjoyed most of it uh, there was a uh there was a group back in the 50s and and 60s called uh, the limelighters and <laughs> I don't know. They play it, with Earl. What's his name? No, 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 no. The Limelighters. Were <laughs> they play very, with Earl Gregory. You're talking no, about. No, the, the Limelighters were very famous, uh, and they had a famous kind of uh, lead vocalist. Uh, his name was Glenn Yarborough, and I don't know if I've talked about it on the podcast. Yeah, Glenn Yarborough. Yeah. I know that name. You, but you Glenn Yarborough had this absolutely extraordinary voice, and I have a very strange story that I could relate about me bringing Glenn Yarborough out of retirement in the 90s to sing on this record that uh, Gary Burke and I produced called A Celebration of the American Farm. Well, you know, Greg, what? tell that story. Well, I, I don't know, because I'd, I'd love to be able to at some point feature the music, but uh, long and short of it was that Glenn Yarborough had had this successful career in the Limelighters, and he'd actually had a couple of hit singles in the 60s. He did a song called Don't Let the Rain Fall Down. I don't know if you remember that song, but Glenn was, uh, you know, he was kind of a legend in, in folk circles for many, many, many years, and he essentially kind of retired to a sailboat and sailed the world for many years, and um when we were working on this project, A Celebration of the American Farm, there was an old track on uh, Limelighter's record called Far Side of the Hill. And so I was always mesmerized by the song because he's got such an amazing voice. He had not been in the industry or sung anything in probably 20 years, 25 years. And because Gary Burke is from the Woodstock area and because he knew a lot of those old folksters he actually came up with a contact and uh, we had the idea to recut far side of the hill because it was contextual to the farm theme and uh, right. we had the idea that we were going to bring Glenn Yarborough out of retirement and we were going to um, and you did and we did I contacted his daughter and she said I don't know if we can get him to do it but 
it sounds like a great project and I'll, I'll speak with him. How old was he at the time? I guess he was in his maybe late sixties, early seventies, but. And could he, is this well, the, the voice? Well, that's the, that, that's the cool part of the story. So we get into the studio after this wrangling and trying to get him there and paying for him to be right, there. All, the logis- all this stuff. Right. And you know, I, Gary knew who he was and I knew who he was and uh, all the studio musicians knew who he was. So he walks into the studio and sits on a stool. He's very unassuming and super nice guy. And we're sitting in the control room and the band is running through the tune. And Gary says to me, you did figure out whether or not he still had a voice, right? And and we're getting ready to roll tape, right? And so I, okay. I said, oh. uh, I, Anyone check I, that? I said, no, Gary, actually I didn't. I was so excited to get him here. I, I'm sure he'll do fine. And I have to tell you guys, I think maybe what we can do is put the track up at 9420.com. We'll have it streaming from someplace so that it's all authorized. But it was the most magical thing I ever experienced in the studio. It was great. It was unbelievable. And when it's a weird track because he whistles at the beginning. And so at the beginning of the track, he starts whistling and I just get goosebumps, you know. And it yeah. sings, and it's it was just extraordinary. He did it in one take, and after we stopped the tape, he said, I haven't sung that in 30 or 40 years. He says, is that going to be okay? And we were just we were all <laughs> dumbfounded in the studio, in the in the control room. That, that's a weird thing. You know, like, it's funny you bring that up because um, not all artists retain their voice. You know, like, perfect example, I love the Beatles, but McCartney can't sing anymore. And he's out there still doing it, and he can't hit those notes, right. and he's lost all. It's more just seeing the legendary McCartney. Yep. But it's funny. Just, just to the day, I just happened to catch a, a YouTube video of i think a year or so ago the rock and roll hall of fame awards where joan jett was inducted right, right? so when joan jett in brings you know she recovered crimson and clover by tommy, tommy uh, james, james right yeah. and all of a sudden she goes and ladies and gentlemen tommy james and so she brings him out he's like 75 he's really heavy now with a well, i hate to say it you know he still has long hair and he has this weird comb over <laughs> so he looks kind of weird <laughs> Those are in style now. He still had the voice. He starts singing, ah, oh, you know, man, I and it's just like love it. he nailed it. I'm going, holy Absolutely. cow! He still Absolutely has the voice. So some guys can like for some reason they retain the voice, others don't. So it's a weird, it's a weird toss. So yeah, so that's pretty if cool. I ever if I ever hit the lottery, and I doubt that I will, but if I ever do, one of the things, it's Greg, do you ever play the lottery? One of, one of the projects <laughs> that I have on the drawing board is a gated community of aged rock stars <laughs> you know so i'm gonna live next door oh, to God. all my heroes no, start, why don't you start like a um start like a a, a home exactly like you can put exactly. Oh, like an old, like a nursing home or for the old rock rockers yeah. old rocks who lost them you know lost their how cool would it be to like you know be walking out to get the morning paper and it's like hey tommy hey no, tommy man, i hate this i hate to say it but you know no offense to these people but there's this thing every once in a while you see this Time Life PBS special where they have all the greatest hits of the <laughs> right, 60s. Right, right, right. And they have all these bands. So they bring out the zombies, right? You know, with a time of the season and all these old dudes. Oh, my God. Then they bring out, you know, the Herman's Hermits. Yep. And then they bring out. Well, now, wait, wait, wait. Now. Peter Noon still got it. He can still sing. Yeah, yeah but still. But, but, but it's like, a, why does everybody get fat? 
You know, you, you got to get old, but do you have to get fat? I wouldn't have come. I said, no, I'm not coming on stage now. I'd want to keep it frozen. I think that happens to a lot of people, actually. You want to play another um, one of uh, Sam's yeah, songs? Yeah, let's play another one. I think this is his single, right? He just this released is this? his latest single that he released with another artist that he's featuring, Hannah Jane Kyle. And the single is Pour Me Another. Got off the job around seven Head to the bar before eight Back broken, tired and not a friend to conspire It's just me and my thoughts and my drink Suddenly something comes to me I should be at my best friend's wedding I bet she looks pretty, and I bet he's as happy as a fella is ever gonna be. So I said, pour me another to the nameless bartender right here. Let's drink to the bride and the groom and the day and the Another twisting and shouting, the cake has been eaten by the gas. And I'm sitting here pouting at a lonely old dive bar out west. Well, I got a few pictures, but it ain't the same as really being there. I wish I chose different Instead of always being so scared Well, it's hard to come by But good love is rarer even still Those two, they've got it And I wish them good luck and
was kind of cool. Again, I hear the guy sing. He brings me back to a place that I'd never, I've never been. I feel like um, because after reading just, I just, I just read this book literally like last week. I finished it. So, and then I just saw the the Dylan documentary of you know No Direction Home, which showed it. And now after hearing him sing, he he just it's like that. I feel that's where he would have. He brings me. So I, I love that, that he can, that someone can do that, you know, so it's well, very that's cool. what, that's very what cool. I like about him is his voice. It's just, it's different than what you're hearing like mainstream now. And it does have this very smooth, uh, not quality to it, but it's just, it, it, it's not overdone. Like you can't. No, it's, it's just what yeah. it is. And, and, and he's, and he's who he is. And, and I love that, you know, to me, if, it's it's authentic yeah. to me. So he actually, that's what he I like brought about me it. back to the fact that I just finished binge watching Yellowstone with my husband, and I'm like, that song would have been any of his songs really probably would have done very well sync wise there. What's Yellowstone? It's this um, Paramount Network, I think, but it's a show where it's all about a ranch in Montana. Yo- Yogi, Yogi no, Bear? And no, no, it's about it's about <laughs> a ranch in Montana. Hey Yogi, hey Boo Boo. <laughs> Um, that this family has owned for like three or four generations at this point. And it's about them like fighting for the land and how like people are either people or businesses are coming in to try and take it or like the Indian reservations trying to steal it from them. And it's just really interesting. And like they feature not just like the shady business dealings, but also like what a rancher's life is like and what these people do each day. Is it Kevin Costner? Kevin Costner. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I was very floored with their uh, finale for this season. And my husband and I are like, why? (laughs) We have to wait until 2021 now to watch what happens. Yeah, I hate to be, I've gotten so spoiled that I hate even watching shows that haven't finished because I I, I don't want to, there's a few shows that I've watched. On demand. You're an on demand. All the seasons. All the seasons, like four seasons, and now I got to wait next for the next season. I want the show to be done. When it's done, then I can watch the complete. But then I hate how they end. They always end badly. They always end stupid. You know, well, like, especially for shows so. that have like jumped the shark already, and like they should have ended like two or three seasons ago. But you know, I have to. I know this 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 uh, episode's all over the place. But what I, I think the best ending, and not even the best ending, but the best um, choice of ending music. Was Breaking Bad? Did you guys familiar with Breaking oh, yes. Bad? I oh, was yeah. not a fan, but well, anyway, I thought it was great. And basically, though, if, if you're not what a, track did just they a quick use? synopsis, well, what happened was is that he was basically a, a, a meth dealer, a meth right, scientist, and he made yep. a meth lab, and he made this stuff called blue. He was right? terminally ill, and, so that, that and, gave right, him. So some, at the yeah. very end, they kill him, and they played Badfinger. Baby Blue, and it's just like uh, it, it, just if you hear the song, the first three lines of the song were perfect. It was bone. Okay, so let me ask just, an insider question: Was it a, a re-record, or did they use the original? No, track? no, okay, it was cool. it was a needle it was a needle drop. Yeah, cool. It was like they paid the money, man. They 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 used the real track. You know? I have noticed that since Netflix and Hulu and all these. People have all these hundreds of millions of dollars at their disposal to produce things on their own. I have noticed that the music budgets for sync licensing have skyrocketed. These people will pay a lot of money to use authentic music. But but again, but again, been good for the industry. What what I feel has happened though, it doesn't cost what it used to cost. You know, you know nowadays because. 
they're these artists, like, you know, they're not buying their records anyway. So Zeppelin, like, you know, 25, 30 years ago would never have done a, um, a Cadillac commercial. Come on. That's ridiculous. They were, it was so uncool, but now because it, you know, and maybe if, if you did even get them to consider it, it would have been a million bucks plus, you know, just to license there too. It's just, know? it's just Nowadays, fascinating to me. Like the, the economy of scale in. Yeah. But now they're doing, they'll do, they'll do 50, 50,000 bucks because what it'll do is it'll just, you know, you know, ramp up their, their, their iTunes sales or streams because now who's this band? Oh, this is great. So like, cause now, cause now you're Catalog is always out there all the time, so it's just it's it behooves you to just let it be promoted that way through whatever channel you can. So that's why it is, you know. I think so. That's why commercials to me. That's why I st- I had a career like a little bit in jingles. It's over. There's no need for jingles anymore. Why get us? You know, it used to be where the big thing in jingles was I want a song that sounds like the Cars. Right. You know, now let us get the Cars. Right. You know, right. you know. So when the budgets dictate that, yeah. So and. Right, or or else it's or else when they can't, they go and get you know cheese. And I think it's an acknowledgement of, I mean, the people that are making these shows. I think they are acknowledging the idea that, and we've talked about this in other episodes, where you know music is an integral part of these productions. So I think that they, the producers, are starting to come around to the idea that, yeah. We're going to need a bigger budget because, quite frankly, this music enhances our our portrayal of, of the story. So, you know, but again, yes and no. I don't know about you, but I don't care if I know the music. But if it's cool music, you know, that's what like matters to me. And like I'm I'm shazamming five times a movie sometimes. Like, who's that? Who's that? Because they hear all these great because all these indie artists are getting these licenses yep. because yep. they're cheap. Yep. And they sound great and, and, and they're cool, you know, and like, so you don't need, unless you specifically need these big name old acts, like the movie Almost Famous and stuff, you, you had to license those, those tunes. But for a lot of this new stuff, there are so many young acts out there, you know, probably you out there listening right now, your music, you know, you know, you know, you don't have a record deal yet, but you have some great tracks. You should be licensing music. That's a way to get your career started and to get yourself some notoriety. I totally right? agree. And we can also take just a little time and, and kind of clue our audience, our massive podcast audience into the situation that we're currently in. We are stewards of copyright here. We want to make sure that the music that's featured inside 9420 is licensed, fully licensed. And I don't think listeners understand how difficult that is and what kind of struggle we're enduring in order to make these things happen uh, correctly. And so that the artists will, and the writers, uh, the rights holders, if you will, will be compensated. We'll be protected. And it's, it's, it's really been, um, you know, it's part of that hellish work week that I've had the idea that we shouldn't have to, work so hard in order to put the correct licensing proposition in front of people. Well, it's not so much, it's not so much work, Greg. I think it's just education. I think people should understand. Yeah, so I think, I, I think right. we have to educate, you know, once people understand it and are educated and, and versed in it, then they, then they know what, 
It's about they go, oh wow, you're there to help me, you know. But but because we're in this world where everybody thinks to try to get them or or, or take advantage of yeah. them, everyone's weary, especially artists, because there's so many horror stories. Well, out there. and I, I I will say to give props to our featured artist this week, Sam C. Jones. He is probably one of the very few that we are sending out the license to that immediately was thankful that we had this opportunity for him and signed it in a heartbeat because he understood not just the fact of getting featured on the podcast, but what that means to be within that directory and um, being able to have it all copyrighted and legally done. So kudos to Sam. And just so listeners understand, I mean, if you're, if you have a favorite podcast and you're listening to feature commercial stuff that you're hearing on the radio, likely that has not been properly licensed. And so, you know, it, it, it's a real struggle, but we do it for the love of the music and the business that we, what? Tolerate. Tolerate. <laughs> well, and. You know, you, you don't even know the catchphrase. You know, you, you no, know. I, I was, why I was we, setting why, you guys Nicole, up. Nicole, why do we have you? I, I was setting you guys up. I wrote the damn catchphrase. I knew it was. <laughs> well, I'm going to set everyone up for the next episode because I think that one is going to shed a little bit more light for artists to understand and for everyone who is listening to also understand a little bit more in depth about what we're doing with the podcast and the partnerships that we've created because hopefully we'll be able to have Doug and his answers on and kind of get into a conversation around that. Yeah. Doug um, Reed, who um, um, created the uh, podcastmusic.com licensing proposition. Uh, we're, hopefully we'll have him on to answer a few questions. I hope that it won't bore people what I would love. No, I want to bore. Well, I would, I would, I'll tell you, this is what I would love to happen. I would, there is a viable, artist submission program so that people can license their music into podcasts correctly. Uh, so if you've got a friend or if you're a listener and you're enjoying the podcast and you'd like to hear that friend featured, there is a process. We've built it and uh, we work towards bringing you great music that you might not have otherwise heard every yeah, single so week. So. So people out there listening, exactly. they should realize we are visionaries right here now. This is like well, we are that, pioneers. I think, I think that's we are I, pioneers. I think, you know, with our with our mass audience, I think it's clear that we're visionary. <laughs> we are visionary pioneers trying to just you know. From now on, I'm, I'm not even call you Greg anymore. I think we should change your name to Stuart. Stewart. I'm a steward of copy, not not Stuart. Steward. He's a um, let me ask you guys something and i don't know if this this will probably be equally as boring as as the last 10 or 15 minutes but so how many episodes have we done we, we have done we have done probably what we've 15, done seven six, this is set this is seven eight, 18 yeah. we've done 18 episodes what do you think of this uh are we just pissing in the wind here or what do you think of the experience? I enjoy doing it. And this is what I feel. It's funny. I'm, I, because of the podcast stuff, I'm listening to more podcasts because I've been, you know, walking more late, more just to get exercise to get out of here. So I, I listen to podcasts when I walk. I just heard this podcast about, again, another digression about the show, The Makings of Sex in the City. Is this you know, from the Origins cool- podcast that you're obsessed with? Right. Yep. Yeah. Right. And and they talked about, and they were saying how, and to me, that's kind of an iconic show on HBO. That was before HBO was a series. It was like really cutting edge. You know, when they were doing it, 
they thought it was garbage. No one liked it. They thought, who wants to hear about women doing stuff? Like, they didn't know what they were doing. They didn't find their audience until a year and a half in. You know, it's like, so you, what I'm saying is you never know what you're doing. So basically, I think, are we pissing in the wind? Maybe. Who knows? Or maybe not. You know, this might be the worst thing that ever happens, that ever happened to podcasts ever. And they go, where these guys get off even wasting you know, the internet space <laughs> or, or they might go, these guys are cool. And like, you know, and, and in, and in their way of doing things, they stumble on topics. Cause I think, well, we're pretty well, I think, in our I, topics I, I think what I was trying to get at is that the podcast will likely live or die with our ability to feature this music. So, well, and I, I will say though, like it'll live or die with the, uh, the ability to feature this music artist, are starting to understand a little bit more and we're getting a quicker turnaround time when we find really interesting artists to feature. Um, But I enjoy doing it. I look forward to talking to you all weekly. I I mean, we (laughs) granted we talk way more than weekly, but it's, and I enjoy searching and finding artists and, and being able to give them an opportunity to not just be on a podcast, but maybe get featured in a different way. You love just not being answered and then not answering your emails (laughs) and you love just, just saying they're going to do something and never do it. You love that. Well, oh yeah, I'll sign it and then never sign it. And then you, then you call them again and then dead air. Oh, that was today. I'm just waiting on the Earl Gregory episode and I'll be good for another 15 or 16. And no question of the week. No, no question of the week. No question of the week. No. Wait a minute. Hold on. No. Let's, let's all enjoy the silence of no question of the week music. Except we did say it. So technically Carl can play it if you want. I wish I could play this backwards because it was, you know, we. The question of the week. Why is there no question of the week? <laughs> yeah, so send your questions in, you know. Send, um, send your friends over that you think you would want us to hear. Oh, and future. also, we have. And if you like this podcast, tell about our new little feature on the website. Nicole. Oh, that's right. So you have the ability to support our podcast now. So if you are so generous and want to, I mean, we're still going to record these, but if you want to donate and help support us monetarily, you can go and click on the donate now button and kind of make your donation, whether it be one time or a recurring monthly one um, and get some. Yeah, it could be a dollar a month. $3 a month. Yeah, and we'll, we're going to start dripping out some exclusive content to our supporters over the next couple of weeks as we figure out and structure um, kind of what the monthly subscriptions look like. But you do now have the ability to tell us how much you love us by giving us some money. And full, full disclosure, full disclosure, a percentage of your donation will go towards purchase of a lottery ticket so we can have that old rock and roller gated <laughs> community rockabilly, rockabilly island <laughs> and also because like you guys don't realize you know even though these podcasts are like 35 to 45 minutes long we record these for six hours so they got really edited so there's a lot of outtakes you're getting the so best like you're hours. getting the best there's, only the best there's four hours and 30 minutes of just cursing and arguing <laughs> And bickering and like, no, you're an idiot. No, you're an idiot. <laughs> so we're going to try to get to 20. Is that what I'm hearing? We're going to try to get to 20 podcasts. No, we try. We're, we're almost at 20. We've got the next one next week with Doug. And then our 20th episode will be our flashback feature where we bring back some of the music that we've um, really liked to highlight over the last 20 episodes. I'm going to try to find the Earl Gregory for that. Okay. 
I can't wait. So, hey, so regardless, you know, we, we're, we're still 45 minutes in. So whatever we do, we seem to be able to fill up the, yeah. something. Well, I, I, I've so, actually yeah, I raised it. my spirits a bit. So well, I, good. I'm good with this. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll do you see. Want me to take- talk, us, talk us, get us out of All this. All right, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the 9420 Podcast. For all of the show notes, go to the website 9420.com. That is the numbers 94 and the letters T-W-E-N-T-Y.com. And remember, you can now support us in a financial means as well. So click that donate button and give over whatever type of donation you want. We'll talk to you all next time. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye.